Hello and welcome to the Pop Culture Federation Podcast. I'm your host, Mikey. I'm Matt. And hi, my name is Ron. So today is another installment, I believe it's the second installment, of our What If series. We take different scenarios throughout the vastness of the pop culture universe, transcending genres uh, in real life and in fiction, and talk about what if, how would it have happened differently? How would the world of pop culture changed if said event did not occur? Last time we talked about several different things, uh, one of them being wrestling and what if WCW won out and beat out the WWF. The only reason I'm bringing that one up is because that was the one I did and that's the only one I remember. I was just about to call you out on it, but you did it yourself, so good on you. Yep. (laughs) It's been a while since we did that one, so that's why I was like, it's the only one I remember off the top of my head. I don't even remember what I did, so you're fine. (laughs) So, in... So, Matt, why don't you kick us off today with your what if? Okay, guys. What if Batman's parents never died and the Wayne family stayed intact? What are your guys' first thoughts about that? We wouldn't have Batman. We wouldn't have Detective Comics. Well, no, we would have Detective Comics. It would just be about detectives. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't have the vastness that is, and the ethos that is Batman. Um, in the lore of DC, I think we w- you'd still have some of the villains. Like, I'm talking like not real world pop culture. Like, in, in the ethos of DC, in Batman, in Gotham... You'd have some of the villains. Um, I think most of them came about on their own without Batman. Like, none of them, very few of them were a direct result of Batman. So, they would run rampant. Harvey Dent walks into the chat. (laughs) I I think you would have have the villain, like the, um, what's it called? The, what's the term that's used for... For villains, like a group of villains? The gallery? The gallery. The rogues gallery. Rogues gallery, yeah. You would have the rogues gallery still be there. I just think you would have a different hero trying to take care of them. Either maybe some of the other DC heroes would have shown up. The Flash, Superman. Dick Grayson becomes Batman. I'm already getting ahead of myself. (laughs) <laughs> uh, well, I mean, they, they've explored this a little bit in some of DC Comics. Um, I know in one of the Crisis cartoons, and I believe comics, uh, it was um, Flash, Flashpoint. It was Flashpoint. Yep. Flash goes in to the Flashpoint, and he comes out, and Bruce died, and Thomas Wayne became Batman. Mm-hmm. So they talk about that, and I think you would have somebody take on the mantle. I know you're good. I'll let you go jump ahead because then you, you kind of spoiled it a little bit, but I do have a thing to say about Dick Grayson. Okay. Well, so I kind of have two theories based on this. Um, one is uh, 
kind of based off of a philosophy of a comic book writer that I actually really like the idea of, and one kind of is going away from that and kind of just doing, like, just my overarching feelings about it. I'll do the first one. So, Scott Snyder, who was the writer of Batman uh, when they rebooted DC to New 52, he's the guy that did The Court of Owls and death of the family and among other things that he did with the batman stuff he did year one also or years zero year whatever did he do oh, hush nice too guy. no he did not do hush i met him he's a nice guy yeah he's a really cool dude so before he did the new 52 batman he was allowed to do a run of detective comics where dick grayson was actually batman that was when batman was or bruce wayne was like shot with the time bullet and went back in time and became a pirate and a cowboy and whatever comics are dumb let's all move on um so he did the arc that's called black mirror where jim jr uh commissioner gordon's son comes back and um long story short with that where jim jr is like a homicidal maniac but like his son is also or he's also jim's son so jim's trying to like figure that out and batman dick grayson is also coming to terms with he's so used to all of bruce's old villains like the riddler and scarecrow and all this sort of stuff so when there's these new group of villains showing up he doesn't quite know how to deal with them and scott snyder actually explained that in his opinion, Gotham City is actually the villain. It's not the villains themselves. Because each particular villain is purposely set for the Batman to beat. So, like like I said earlier, Dick Grayson's villains aren't the same as Bruce Wayne's villains. because So, like, Jim Jr. is this homicidal maniac who has no compassion towards his victims, whereas Dick Grayson is this super compassionate guy that cares about, like, people. If Jim Jr. showed up to Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne would just punch him in the face and arrest him. Like, it's not as simple. But, like, Dick Grayson knows how to handle the Riddler because he's done it his whole life. So it's kind of like Gotham is constantly this evolving person and it would adapt to whoever you are and and try to like beat you with it so i think if bruce's family were still alive in that world i think he would still become batman just because of the rogues gallery that would pop up now like i think he would also he wouldn't be as turned off to the world as he is like i think he would be a more lighthearted person and you know he would actually be like a human being but, like, at the same time, like, he wouldn't be as hard or as raw or as he needs to be. So I don't think he would be as successful as a Batman as he is without his parents. That's my first theory. My second theory is actually Dick Grayson would be become Batman, but he would do it at a younger age. Uh, just because of how his parents died and all that sort of stuff. And doing research for this like before i wanted to do this i had to make sure that you know dc never did it oh. 
And it turns out that the only time that this has ever come up, it was one issue in called Batman Gotham Adventures number 33, where it's kind of like this what-if machine. And basically, like, what happens is, like, Commissioner Gordon doesn't get promoted to commissioner. He's still a sergeant. Dick still loses his parents, but ends up, like, becoming a part of the Falcone crime family. Tim Drake is captured by Joker and is now a goon for him and all that sort of stuff. And, like, a bunch of stuff happens and Bruce ends up becoming Batman anyway, but not having his wards and all this sort of stuff. But yeah, that's my take. Thoughts, opinions, concerns. I I don't know if Dick Grayson would be Batman only because Bruce Wayne took him in after his parents died and kind of taught him. Like, he only knew how to be an acrobat, but he kind of taught him everything else. So without having that knowledge, which would eventually would have made him Robin and then Nightwing, and then he became Batman eventually anyway, I don't think... I don't know if Dick would have would have done it. like somebody would have had to have shown him the way mm-hmm. at some point, unless unless he learned just straight up on his own, which is completely possible. But and then you would have had just Nightwing. So yeah, I mean I think so, but I think you're the take on that Gotham is the villain, mm-hmm. and that Gotham is like a, almost like a living entity where. It, it it's like a um everything has to be equal and balanced so you need something good to outshine something bad yeah but i mean r- realistically like superman could just come in and just literally just kill everybody yeah but like, where's the, the fun the... in that that could yeah. have, that's how you end all comic things superman shows well, up kills them all and walks away that's how the justice league movie ended <laughs> none of the batman villains though are like supernatural or like myth myth mythos level like some of superman's are like even like the f- superman flashes could and stuff probably kill 80 percent of the villains on that earth by himself like he could kill pretty much all of flash's rogue gallery mm. yeah like captain cold um, dead yeah friggin uh what's called the trickster dead yeah um once he once he caught up to Zoom, yeah. I think you're onto the something because you could have Dick Grayson take up the cowl and then eventually recruit Barbara Gordon and then he Tim Drake could have been his own sidekick. Ooh, Babs and oh. Dick together. Oh my my. <laughs> oh loaded loaded. And then, and then you know, fifty years in the future, you could have had him mentor young Terry McGinnis or Terry Guinness and then you could have had Nightwing Beyond hell yeah I'm so Nightwing Beyond oh that's actually pretty cool that sounds so much cooler than Batman Beyond (laughs) now would Dick Grayson have been a more level as level headed as Bruce Wayne so the I forget what issue it was or what run it was of Batman, but Joker basically goes to Batman. He goes, like, you need me. Like, we complete each other. Death of like, the Family. That's a Scott Snyder wrote was, that. It was Death of the Family that he said it. So he essentially says, 
like and in the mo- in the Dark Knight, he kind of says it too. He goes, "It's like a dog chasing a car, but if there's no car to chase, like what's the point? Like there's nothing. You just go insane, and there's chaos." So he's like, "I do this because of you, and you do this because of me. Like we need each other." I, the Joker, the make you better. Your fa- your family doesn't. Me, right. the Riddler, we make you better. So in that sense, does he? Does so that's why Batman doesn't kill his villains, and he's you know fair and, and all that. I mean, in the Killing Joke, it's debated that he does kill the Joker, but would Dick Grayson being a little bit not as much as like without the Bruce Wayne like mentorship, would Dick Grayson have just killed them or you know stopped them ahead of time? Hmm, I don't think that he would be as level headed as he is in the comics because he learns from Bruce that rage isn't the solution mm-hmm. like that's his difference from batman he can night nightwing can walk away from the job whereas batman could never can never let it go now right. in a world without batman where he doesn't have those father-son lessons basically well not like direct lessons but you know what i mean it it is an interesting idea right so i'm thinking in that sense like okay nightwing arrests joker puts him in arkham joker escapes kills people knowing how his parents were murdered and how he was like in the trapeze accident and stuff does he take it into his own hands because he doesn't have that Bruce Wayne mentorship and does he you know put a stop to it like he's like I gave you a chance you broke out you continue to do crime now now I'm going to kill you probably but I mean that comic would be very short lived because they'd have to constantly be coming up with new care no I <laughs> no I mean from that meta sense no but like I don't know it's a cool it's an interesting thought that's something I didn't think about before. Hmm. Ron, you've been pretty quiet on this the whole time. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, because I've just been enjoying listening to you guys and talking about <laughs> just kind of sitting back. Um, a, I feel like there obviously wouldn't be a Batman comic. But B, um, I feel it would be, it'd be an interesting thing to see, like, you know, if they just did a comic on that and just see if Bruce would become a a hero like unto his own just like you know obviously dick and um tim and like all the rest of the bad family like that's a um like that's a separate kind of thing but just focusing on bruce and seeing the kind of like teenager and man he becomes you know with his parents still alive and all that wealth still there like you know did obviously he's not going to be the same person but does he still somehow become a superhero yeah or does he become a villain? Yeah. I think that that'd be something interesting to explore. See, I think he would still become Batman. I just don't think that he would be as big of... I, I don't really know what's the word about it. Like, I don't think that he would be as tough as he is. Like, I don't think... I think that what makes Batman great is his will to carry on. Like, because he knows that he has to. Like, and if he has, like, if he had a family his whole life, like, does that, does his will change? 
does he because he grew up like with a whole family he knows hopefully he knows happiness in his life and (laughs) and honestly the, the question is i don't think that he would keep his no kill rule because i mean like the no kill rule kind of is because of his parents would that be like just thrown out the window now yeah or with all that money all that power and not having so so his parents dying was basically like i'm going to clean up the city and get like revenge because like a bad crime happened to me and i'm traumatized does he join the court of owls eventually does he get recruited does he become a villain? Maybe because mm. he doesn't have that experience. That's a good call. To to make him that hero and that calm, calm service for good, or does he become one of like the you know rich billionaire bad guys that we see throughout many different forms of comics? Does he become? Lex Luthor. The, yeah, does he become like a Lex? Like, he's got unlimited resources, technology at his disposal. He's raised, He's not raised by Alfred, because Alfred helped shape him into who he was. He's raised by Thomas and Martha, and we don't really know what they were like, and who they were involved with. Like, being a rich socialite without, you know, the, the patience and guidance of Alfred, how does he... Does he become Gotham? He the Wayne Wayne huh. Enterprises is Gotham. Does he become Gotham? Does he and and you know encom- like does the entity encompass him? Does he become the villain? And that somebody like Dick Grayson or somebody like maybe even Commissioner or Sergeant Gordon becomes a hero. See when you bring that up, I think of it. I immediately think of Bruce being the type of guy to, you know, be the hero of Gotham through philanthropy, through, like, fundraising, through all that sort of stuff. Like, I, that's because how he was raised. Yes, but, like, I mean, this is obviously through a biased source, but the way that Batman and Alfred always talk about his parents, like, they were people who were willing to put their name and face towards saving gotham like regardless of how they actually would have turned out if he grew up and whatnot like it but i think that if he wanted to change gotham bruce would still do it like through maybe fundraising something or maybe he becomes a cop like who knows like like it's I don't know. Through my perspective, he also could just be a piece of shit billionaire. <laughs> you know, like I mean, yeah. No, you're right. He could like he could just continue with the philanthropy and whatnot. But you also have to remember that th- that philanthropy and stuff, and like he, he is because of how he was brought up, and that was through Alfred. Like him and Alfred talking to e- each other about um, his parents. He's also even as an adult, he's also seeing them and remembering them through the eyes of a young child yeah. like a young boy and your parents are your heroes so well also alfred would Alfred's still really be around gonna... like he was still raising him when they were yeah, alive but, I mean, but he wasn't per, you know taking on the role of mother and father he would have taken role of like the nanny not 
mother and father. Yeah, but he or, still or like spends so, like so, a lot of his developing years with him. So he does, and like I'm sure he sh- how he would have helped shape him out of who he is. But I think it um, that him seeing his parents, like him talking about his parents, he talks about them in a positive way because that's how a young boy remembers his parents. He remembers like the good things about them. Yeah. And like not everybody's 100% good, so they don't really like start talking about all the bad stuff. So they're not going to be like, "Oh, yeah, your dad, you know, donated, you know, money to a new school and built this, but in order to do that, he had to, you know, a bunch of people died. <laughs> the money he raised like, from his cockfighter, Greg, built that like, school. <laughs> don't, don't, like, in, in, in Marvel, in the movies, and like, the MCU, Tony kind of does that with his dad a little bit, too. Like, he was older when his parents died, uh, but his, you know, and they mention it, too, like, oh, yeah, they made, you made all this money by selling weapons and people dying. But, oh, yeah, but dad was a good person, too. He was cold, but, like, he was good, but like, was he? He was responsible for so many deaths. Like, we don't know if Thomas and Martha or were responsible for anything bad. But I don't think him and Alfred would just be like, "Yeah, your dad built like all these schools, but he was also kind of a piece of shit." On the mm-hmm. side, like they wouldn't say that, and he, he would look through at his dad through the eyes of a young boy. Like as a young boy, your dad's your hero. Yeah, yeah. And then to be tragically taken down like that. Like, he's going to remember him the last way he interacted with him, which was as a young boy. Yeah. So, could could he still have become Batman? Like, probably. I mean, there's a very good chance. I don't know if it would be Batman per se. Could he be a superhero? Sure. I still, I had the idea of him becoming a cop just now, and I was like, yeah, that could, that could be cool. Him and, there- him and Gordon is partners hell yeah there could be several comic runs on just different aspects of like you know what if batman this happened to batman what if that happened to batman like you know pending everyone the, the three people in that situation live mm-hmm. there's a book somebody wrote the philosophy of batman or something like that yeah it talks about like batman from a philosophical sense but it's very like i mean it's just such an interesting thing because that is the the most important moment in a person's life. And there's so many just, t- like, different possibilities. It's it's pretty cool. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. No, I like that one. It I also think talk this about is it for a, 20 minutes. I think this, yeah, I think this is a good what if, because we were talking about it for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it is and we, a very good what if. And we still can. That's, we could go on for like ever but we're not going to you, you can make a podcast about it <laughs> honestly you could like you can go forever in the batman mythos of what if mm-hmm. and what would have happened and and whatnot I, I think i'm going to mike i'm going to edit that out just because that is a brilliant idea and i don't want anyone to steal that from us <laughs> i think though the one thing that you did say that sticks no matter what scenario is presented whether his parents die or don't die is that Gotham is the villain. Mm-hmm. The city is the villain in either scenario. So either he becomes Gotham, he tries to save it, somebody else does, he just does his thing. Um he is I think he's the richest man in the DCEU. 
I think he is. But does does Wayne Enterprises, if he's not, you know, introducing these new ideas, do they does he become as rich as he does too? Or do they continue on with the status quo of what they were doing prior to his parents dying? I would think status quo. I would think so too, um, and they have old money, so yeah. he would still be very, very rich. Yeah, he, but... he's not going broke anytime soon. No, no. But yeah, it's you can go, you can go a lot of ways with this. It's a good what if. Thank you, Ron. Do you have a final thought? Because I have a good way of how I think it would actually end up happening. No, Matt, please. I insist. Okay, so the way that I think this that would actually turn out. This is my final answer, Regis. I think that Batman is a billionaire, but he sees this young rogue who's doing flips and shit trying to beat street crime, and he's like, that is a man that I want to fund. And then he pays for Dick Grayson's fight crime. Fight, fight crime. <laughs> crime fighting. And he is pretty much like the guy who's like gives him all the resources to become Nightwing. Oh my god, I just wrote a comic. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just Batman Beyond just sooner? Yeah. Basically. Young Batman Beyond. Batman. <laughs> Nightwing Beyond, but in the present. So, <laughs> Beyond. <laughs> Nightwing now! <laughs> okay. I remember when Marvel did Marvel Now, they would always shout Marvel Now. And they would shout yeah. the Now. Yeah. Now! Uh, okay. Great what if. Thank you. Yeah. Ronald. So I wrestled with a couple what ifs for this situation. Uh, the first one was what if um, Eric Clapton had replaced George Harrison in the Beatles uh, after John Lennon had suggested it once George Harrison had quit the band? Uh, I think that could... Uh, the one I was going with was um, a lot of histori- film historians credit the movie Jaws as kind of bringing in, uh, you know, what we consider is the uh, the major summer blockbuster. Uh, Jaws was released in 1975, and it was released actually released in June 1975. So, oh my God, is that movie 45 years old? Oh my God. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, basically, at that time, movies were kind of done in sort of a, a backwards way as to... Uh, how they're done now instead of being immediate release, uh, immediately released uh, to basically every theater in America, every theater that would be able to play it. Uh, a few select theaters, uh, most likely in Hollywood or somewhere in California would get a movie and it'd be out for a couple weeks. And if the movie did good, then they would release it for a wide theatrical run. But Jaws actually subverted that and Jaws uh, was released um to uh, a wide audience almost immediately at the time it was a lot of theaters it was 900 which again at the time being released at 900 theaters at once was a lot there are now several thousand theaters in america um but yeah so that just kind of kicked off what we would consider the major summer blockbuster uh doing some research uh for this looking at the the top grossing movies going back uh, from 1950 until 1975, the year that Jaws was released, I could only find a couple that were actually released in the summer that ended up being the highest grossing movie. Now it's a very regular thing. The one that kind of 
um, you know, it, it goes against the grain was when uh, Star Wars Episode Seven was released. That was uh, released in December and ended up being the highest grossing movie of the year. But yeah, between 1950 and 1975, the 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 movie that was released between 1950 and 1975 that ended up being the highest grossing movie was 2001: A Space Odyssey. Up to that point, most films that were released were released in the summer were actually like Disney uh, cartoon movies, hmm. you know, like Lady and the Tramp and uh, things like that. So yeah. Jaws was basically like, yeah, we're going to release it in the summer. So during the hottest months of the year in America, you get to go into a cool theater, cool down, and get some major action. And, uh, yeah, what's funny about this is I was going into this kind of expecting to see, like, oh, it kind of, like, really set the trend. But, um, yeah, so what if Jaws was kind of a failure at the box office? I actually kind of think not much would change. <laughs> like, I know that's kind of probably a, a bad <laughs> what if question to, to ask if like, that's the, if that's like the, the answer, but Rocky was released. The Rocky was the highest grossing film in 1976. And that was released, I think in March. And then the following year, uh, this in 1977, independent movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then in 1977, uh, in May, which is technically kind of like the summer movie season. Uh, Star Wars was released to a wide film audience, and that made a buttload of money. So I guess my kind of answering my own what if question is what if Jaws was released or and kind of bombed uh, going to a high number of theaters all at once? Probably not much, to be completely do you, honest. Do you know why the summer blockbuster became a thing? You kind of said it. Yeah. What, what, what would you say, Mike? Air conditioning. Air conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. That's what. That's was, what I was saying. Which uh, air which, conditioning wasn't around in like homes, while wildly used. It was very very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but theaters had air conditioning, so people went to go cool down, and then they the studios knew they can make money, so they put out better movies. Plus back then it was different with like ratings so like kids were home from school yeah so you can have kids go and see the movies and like pretty sure lot... jaws was pg really pretty uh, sure hold on intern. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna intern that yeah the first pg-13 was uh temple of doom wow so matt you are right jaws is a pg movie thank you intern it is Holy not a pg crap. movie in 2020 let me tell you I watched that movie last year. That is not a PG movie. Jaws would at, le- at minimum be a PG-13 movie. Jaws is a rated R movie. I, that's why I said at minimum would be yeah. a PG-13. Especially, like, the opening scene would probably, like, be a PG-13 rating now. <laughs> when, uh, What's-His-Face gets eaten at the end is... <laughs> oh, <why>. yeah. That's <laughs> why it's R. Anyway. Yeah, but even if Jaws had failed, I think it would have been inevitable that summer movies would have become a thing because it just kind of in the long run, it kind of made too much sense. And it also made too much sense for Hollywood to just release these films, like, you know, and all of these theaters at once to try to make as much money as they can. And that's why now like opening weekend box office gross is such like a big thing nowadays. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, 
if Jaws hadn't happened, it would have just happened in a couple more years. Well, no, I think opening box office weekend gross is a thing nowadays is because attention spans are a lot less and there's a lot more content. There's a lot more things to do. You're, you're talking about a time in 1975 where people, some people still didn't have TVs and there wasn't a lot of medium out there. Um, but I do think... I disagree, but... I think though a lot would have changed if Jaws didn't succeed in the summer. I, I I think there would have been a big shift. So I think that movies would change for a completely different reason that I think you guys are kind of overlooking. I think if Jaws bombed, Steven Spielberg would not be one of the most influential filmmakers of Ooh. our time. I Ooh, think yeah. movies would They're be entirely different if... If he wasn't allowed, if Jaws wasn't such a success, who know? Like movies today would be would be totally different. You wouldn't have Indiana Jones. We wouldn't have DreamWorks. <laughs> we wouldn't have a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, he, there, there's no saying he wouldn't have. He might not have been able to try again. But Jaws was like the big, big one to go and do that. That he did. Like it was like the first. Was it his first big blockbuster? Yeah. Just imagine okay. if a guy who failed um, with Jaws then did Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Back to back. Yeah. Later, dude. So, that is a good point. I did not think... I did not think of that. You wouldn't have Spielberg if you didn't have Jaws. Alright, so my two cents. I think that if the summer... Like, to your original what if... If Jaws failed, then what would happen in the summer blockbuster? I think think we would have had less movies take a so i would i think the summer would have been a bigger drought for movies like we wouldn't have had the summer blockbuster i think that would have been shifted through other times of the year and that i don't i don't think it would have changed anything in the sense that we wouldn't have had big move big budget movies like we still would but i think the the summer so like in the time like a grant i wasn't alive but people would go on vacation like beaches were like people would go to the beach whatever um and then they went to the movies because of air conditioning but i i think it would have reverted back to how it was and i think that would have been like a trend to today like you don't really get movies like big budget movies coming out in the beginning of the year. Well, Black Panther, um, Captain Marvel, um, a lot, a lot, a lot of the like you know the the CGI like cartoon movies like get released. That, towards that's the like front a of newer thing. That's a newer thing. Plus, like now is very very different. Now's a different time because now. Yeah. yeah, but you can see like you know like things like kind of like moving back back and forth well jaws when it came out that was out for the entire summer and that stayed out yeah. and that stayed into the fall because sometimes that would be the only movie showing in the theater at the time and you could stay there and you could just not leave and that now movies going back to the point that you made before movies are fighting for like the because you're going to make the most money in the first weekend that you're in theaters and jaws was like the first major movie to do that right and now but nowadays it's a rarity 
for that for a movie to stay relevant and to be to keep that number one spot multiple weeks um unless it's like an avengers endgame or a um force awakens Mm -hmm. to do like a a big big movie like usually the marvel movies like do it um but usually something else comes out and i think you would be fighting it would evolve into a thing where today sure movies would have been released in the summer but you would have been fighting there would have been more like infighting with the studios about weekend covets. So like you would have had, so like let's say May and like October would have been like the hot times to go to the movies if Jaws failed and the summer movie thing didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And people were not going to the movies in the summer. You would have had more studios fighting to have releases and either paying somebody or paying the theaters to show the movies or something in the like the coveted months leading up to the summer, then you would have had like the, the indie films or the lower budget films or like the um, the movies that were not like experiments, but like the 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 movies that were just like there would have come out in the summer. I don't know. I st- I still think that because of Star Wars, like it just it was inevitable. I like I I still think that. Yeah, I'm kind of with May, I'm kind of with Ron on that one. May to this day is still the prime spot for movies. Yeah, it's April May kind of like begins like the even though the like that those are technically still spring that kind of begins like the summer movie season. Right, and then you get your summer blockbuster. Mm-hmm. But the I think the point that Matt made before is the one that really resonates is that if you wouldn't have had a Spielberg. That's not my what if. <laughs> no, I know, but yeah, I, I yeah, think that's, what, yeah, that's no, what it evolved into. Yeah. Inadvertently, yes, Steven Spielberg probably would not would not have been like as big of a director. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could do it next episode. Who knows? No, no. I'm... I think a good episode would be if Steven Spielberg wasn't a thing, and you looked at all the years that he had a big movie or like one best act one best picture mm. what would have taken its place well can i just start off with saying reese's pieces would probably not be a big thing <laughs> the candy yeah what does that have to do with steven spielberg what do you mean what does that have to do with steven spielberg steven spielberg put reese's pieces in et because eminem said no thank you to this movie and the reason that reese's pieces became like a big thing was because uh, they were just recently released at that point, and then they got they went into ET, which at the time when it was released was the highest grossing box office box office movie of all time, and so basically Reese's Pieces owes a good portion of its success to ET. I hate that you pulled that out of your ass. What? I know you did it. The truth. <laughs> but I hate it. <laughs> no, that's a that's a thing. No, I know, I know, I know. I'm just joking. No, I wish you. I see. I learned something new. I though, if you didn't have Spielberg, Star Wars would have had the biggest box office gross until Titanic or until Jurassic Park. Well, no, it wouldn't because he didn't. He did Jurassic Park until Titanic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. George Lucas would probably be considered one of the greatest directors of our time because of Star Wars. He would probably and would would he have made Indiana Jones? I mean, he produced it. So maybe. I know, but he didn't direct it. Would he have, like, made it himself? Uh, I don't know. 
That's another what if. Yep. Again, Maybe, I don't we're know. stumbling know. onto this, guys. But the thing is, like, he didn't... I know that we're, like, you know, we still need to get to, to Mikey's what if. But, like, I think he would have deferred it to another director. Because, I mean, the... What, Star Wars Episode 5 and 6, he deferred it to another director. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he's not that strong of a director, to be honest. I mean, okay, so this is kind of, like, getting a little bit in the weeds, but... In there's this thing on uh, Disney Plus where it's basically like a behind the scenes of um, the Mandalorian, and it comes up that during the production of Raiders, George Lucas like was just very upset that he wasn't able to direct. Like he was sitting on the film set as a producer, but not being able to like give direction and whatnot. But that's being a little bit in the weeds with it. So who knows? But and then, again, another twenty-minute conversation. But we are crushing. But it. was Raiders made better without him directing? I would say, yeah. Yes, I I absolutely agree. <laughs> Having watched all three of those movies recently, I would not want a George Lucas take. <laughs> you do, you do get some George Lucas influence in them. Though. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But but like him having full control over the movie, <laughs> it's a good thing he doesn't have that. Also, no Spielberg means no catch me if you can, and that makes me upset. He may catch me if you can. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I love that. Oh, probably no Schindler's List either, or Saving Private Ryan, mm-hmm. or Forrest Gump, uh, or Animaniacs. He did didn't do Forrest Gump. That was Zemeckis. Yeah, yeah. For, yep. Forrest Gump was not Spielberg. It was Robert Zemeckis. And Never. No was. one's gonna react to my Animaniacs comment. Okay. Sorry, I was like doing the notes over in my head about Forrest Gump. That is a good reference, Ron. Thank you. Would George Lucas have done Howard the Duck? I think it's time to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so my my what if is if what if the 1983 video game crash had lasted and Nintendo failed. In 1985 with the NES in the United States. There would be a lot less weebs. No. (laughs) Anime would still have been a thing. So. The 1983 video game crash happened. Um, The the E.T. video game gets blamed for this. Because it was so bad. Still sold a million copies. Well. They they dumped the rest in the landfill. And they've proven that to be true. Because they found them. They dug them up. So what happened was um, video games were just overproduced and oversaturated and they were just releasing like a ton of garbage and um, there was like licensing issues and people were a lot of pirated games and it was very like weird time. So basically the market crashed and video games fell out of popularity and the home consoles fell out of popularity. Um, And then in 1985, Nintendo came along and released the NES and marketed it as a toy because it came with Light Gun and Rob the Robot and then it video games boomed again in the late 80s early 90s. So in my what if if Nintendo flopped and didn't succeed. So I'm talking strictly about the US because in Japan there wasn't a crash. So I think what would have happened was the I think the the arcade scene would have still been around. I think video games would have been a niche, like a bigger niche than they were. 
or than they are. Well, not really are anymore, but they and they were. Um, I think the arcades would have still been a thing that you went and went to on a you know with your friends or you know on a date or whatever. And I think companies would have released arcade games. I, I think that would not have changed, but I think the arcades would have still remained the same. I still think more arcades would have been around today in 2020. I think arcades would have thrived. I think they would have thrived in the sense that, you know, it was like a thing that you went to go do like with Mm -hmm. your friends. It was like a, like a activity. I don't think you would have had gamers. You would have, you, I mean, that's not true. You would have, you would have had people who like lived at the arcade. Yeah. I think, um, Esports would have been around because I think fighting games would have still been a thing. And I think fighting games would have been like your esport of choice. And that would have been a very, very niche as area. Much as I would love the idea of um, competitive time crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could fight for the high score, but you would have. Like in the 80s, they were breaking records with Donkey Kong, Pac Man, and all these other different games. And they were trying to get the high score. I think that still would have been a thing. That would have been like your today's version of speed runs. Um, more arcade games would have been released. Uh, graphics would have gotten better over time. Um, the esports scene would have focused primarily on fighting games, and people would have fought at you know played at cabinets. I think like you know the boardwalk scene would have still been a thing. I think you would have had more arcades throughout. I think the home consoles wouldn't have been a thing. And video games would have been seen as like, you know, just a regular, just a random activity that you do. It's like going to the bar. It's just like, hey, you want to go to the arcade? Yeah. Want to play some video games? But, but here's the, the one thing that I think the what if leads to. I think the home computer, the PC, would not have taken off as much as it did. And here's why. So here's why. Um, I bl- so in the so let's say the Apple II, and then the Macintosh in 1984. So the computer before the internet was you can do like there's no games on it now in this scenario. You can do like you know you can do like spreadsheets, you can run numbers, you can do you know math, all that accounting. You know check the accounts payable in the books. And Finally, stuff. a machine that so, does all the math for me. Well, well, yeah. So computers would have still performed like served as an office function. Um, and then when the internet comes out, you know everybody gets a computer because it's basically just an information storage. Email still the thing. Uh, instant messaging is a thing. Uh, various websites for everything, right? However, the customization of computers, the building of PCs, I don't think would have been as big as a thing as it is now. I think because you wouldn't need it because the reason people build PCs are either for gaming or if you're an editor, you make videos and you need a powerful PC. I think it would be even more niche than it already is. Right. It would be. And I think you you wouldn't have things like Steam. Um, The honestly, the biggest thing on YouTube is video games like PewDiePie. Big. I, I don't know if he's still the biggest YouTuber. He's a he got uh, you know popular from video games, 
a lot of these things became popular because of video games. Esports became a thing because of video yeah. games. I think without video games, and if they were just strictly niche to the arcade, you would have not like the the computer wouldn't have been as customizable and as like important as I mean it still would have been very important because the internet was still a thing and it was vast you know endless knowledge but you wouldn't have like that customization piece you wouldn't have these crazy powerful PCs or monitors like if you're just going to watch a movie you don't need these like fancy monitors or whatnot twitch would not have been a thing um and i think the lack of, i think the video game the computer the way it is today owes a lot of it to gaming and the reason why people just don't have just a standard regular laptop or regular PC, you know, just plain, plain and simple is because of gaming. Um, the MacBook might have been a, still a thing because it relied less on gaming and more of like the niche thing, but you wouldn't have like the Alienwares, you wouldn't have any of that stuff. I mean, to be perfectly honest, the, the laptop that I use, the only reason why I have it is so I could play video games on it. <laughs> and to be perfectly honest, the only reason I have the laptop that I'm recording this on is because I just wanted a laptop. I don't really game that much. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> what? So I mean, I have a MacBook Pro, and I use it for the podcast, and then for like you know editing stuff, this and that. But I don't play games mm-hmm. on it. I. So I would have still had that. Yeah, I think personal computers would still exist. They would, but they wouldn't. The, the 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 vast variety, the rate of customization. Yes. Like you wouldn't need these fancy graphics cards. Like for mm-hmm. what? Unless you're a video editor, you don't need that. You don't need these super processing powers and stuff to do what you wanted to do. YouTube, I don't think would have been as. I mean, it would still be a big thing, but I don't think it would be what it is today. It definitely got bigger with Let's Plays. But... Yeah. Uh, internet culture in general would be totally different. A lot of memes are just influenced by video games. I mean, one of the first yeah. memes ever was Leroy Jenkins. Exactly, yeah. And a lot of the things in pop culture, like movies, books, and stuff, evolved or came from video games. <laughs> like, video games help expand the Star Wars lore when a lot. When you first brought up the what if, though, my first... My, like, gut reaction, and I didn't even think of it, it would be like, well, newspapers would still be around. <laughs> I have no reason why I thought that, but I'm like, yeah, that's a good take, yeah. <laughs> yeah, newspapers would still be around. I, I'm not, I feel like the world would be, like, more analog. Like, it wouldn't be more digital if it weren't for video games, you know? Like, it'd be so weird. Like actually using a phone, a cell phone as a cell phone, <laughs> not yeah, my Pokemon well, Go machine. <laughs> I mean, I think smartphones would have eventually come yes. about because just the practicality of it. But I think like it would have been more like BlackBerry esque. Yes, I think in a weird way, video game consoles kind of accelerated technology and like personal, like home technology, especially. Like, cause it did. Who knows how long it would take for like laptops or like or like blackberries to like kind of like get into it like because it's so convenient i'm pretty sure people were like wow i could play video games on my television i don't have to leave the house how convenient what's something that i can invent that's just as convenient i don't know i 
portable toilet. You're you're a madman, Ron. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't. I <laughs> you think go to though... the bathroom in this briefcase. Portable <laughs> toilet. Don't steal my idea, Matt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think the one thing that would have filled the void that video games took over the new york times crossword puzzle yes you're right (laughs) and toys i think toys would have still been popular with kids and that's where their attention would have focused on versus because there's no gaming so i think toys would have taken a still been around and played a bigger role in people's lives we would also be much more reliant on television yes yes and possibly books and comic books maybe comic books would have gotten better uh, or more now, now that's a world i don't want to think about <laughs> i mean could comic books have if you if your medium was reading you'd say they're books or comic books could comic books have sold more if people weren't playing video games because they need something else to do. Yeah, probably. Yeah. We probably would come out of this as more creative people. But, uh, I don't know. Like, screw that. <laughs> could DVD have failed? Because mm, DVD was right. so expensive. And it, a DVD player was close to $1,000, but you can get a PlayStation 2. And that's what most people did. And that was your DVD player. I don't want to live in a world where Laserdisc is still around. <laughs> well i'm saying would you have i mean maybe eventually would have been parts would have been cheaper but would have have flopped and would you have just had laser disc and vhs until eventually you got the streaming or hd dvd beats blu-ray oh <laughs> well yeah would sony even be around i would tell you one thing sega they'd be huge <laughs> sega, sega joking made, not made, joking <laughs> No, Sega made gambling machines. They would they would have been fine. I not gonna lie though, I would like to live in the world where we would all hang out at the arcade. Like that does sound like a really cool thing to do growing up. Yeah, no, really, it does. Just be like, go to the mall and be like, "Yo, mom, I'm gonna go hang out at the arcade." Got some quarters. I know that sounds very 1987 of me, but like, it does sound really cool. But I mean, you wouldn't even. You wouldn't even go to the mall. You would have it. An arcade would be a standalone building. Yeah. It'd be. There'd probably be like. I don't want to say they would pop up like bars because, like, in this world, arcades would either be like massively popular or very niche. It's, it's either one or the other. There's, there's, yeah. no, there's no middle I mean, ground. They, they, uh huh. They would have still been around because they were. They lasted after the crash. So yeah. they were still there because those games were better and usually higher quality. So they would have still been around. Would they have been like like a Starbucks one in every corner? Probably not. But would they have at least been in most big towns? You'd have had your local arcade or like somewhere to go play games. Was there, side note, was there an arcade in our town that we grew up in? Yes. So, yeah, I think the arcade would have been a thing. I think arcades would have thrived as, like, a thing to go do with your friends. The home computer would have been very different than it is now. Would DVDs have been around? Probably. But I think it would have been... It, it, there's a higher chance that it would have flopped. Um, and I think toys, comic books, 
uh, regular books and TV would have filled in the void that video games would have been. I think life would have been more like the late 80s. I mean, it was hard to say. But I think without video games, I think video games play a bigger role in like technological advancement, the internet, and how we are living our lives in pop culture than most people give credit mm-hmm. for. I can agree with that. Let us know your thoughts uh, at Pop Culture Fed and what you think about our what ifs. Let us know your thoughts on what you think, what would happen if Bruce Wayne's parents didn't die, if Jaws wasn't a big blockbuster success in the summer, and if video games weren't really a thing and the crash lasted. Yeah, and if you guys leave a comment on one of our videos, whatever social media platform that is, uh, if you guys give a great what if, we'll feature it in our next episode and we'll talk about it and we'll give you a shout out. Yes, please do. Let us know your what ifs. So let us know if you get a what if for our next what if. As Ron said, let us know at Pop Culture Fed and we'll talk about it and we'll give you a shout out. So join us next time, folks. What if Matt could finally ride a bike? <laughs> Dude, you're going to be so disappointed in that what if because it's yes. <laughs> He he said without confidence. Have a good night, folks. That was pretty confident. The answer is kind of... Bye.